So today we have an interesting topic uh, that I don't know. I hope everyone can relate to these topics because uh, it was a shocker for us when we, when we found out that, oh my God, uh, we've been carrying this all along. So here's the deal. Me and Pooja, we've been friends for over nine years now. Uh, being together for some of the most important parts of our life, like the life-changing uh, uh, parts of our life, which is uh, moving to a new country, um, enrolling ourselves in a grad school program in a big city, New York City, <laughs> the biggest, the most important city, which is literally felt like I was in the movie set the whole time, now that I think about it. <laughs> Right? My life was like a fairy tale, literally out of any movie you could have taken it out of. Seriously, right. what the hell? <laughs> Especially that New York City part was like, I was felt like I was in a movie set the whole time. Especially like coming from a new country, coming from a, like a completely the polar opposite country like India. Yeah. And uh, moving to a Western country and New York City too. It was yeah. pretty overwhelming in every way. Uh, like a new grad school, intense uh, grad school program at an Ivy League university, uh, meeting new people, uh, coming out of a cocoon, like of like a small, I grew up in a small town too. And then like, even in a grad school program, it's, even in your undergrad and back in India, you're always with this one circle of friends. And uh, I barely had any guy friends too. And he's suddenly exposed to this uh all different kinds of people from all walks of society and not just that in in terms of dating and um you have to figure everything out everything is new for you like all of a sudden you are like this newborn baby and you're like learning to walk kind of uh life yeah so we've we've, we've been through that together we've been through some pretty nasty relationships together not to get not with each other but with other people but <laughs> our friendship has had its ups and downs yes but. that's true and then um we've moved across cities countries where we have been friends so we've seen a lot with each other but only recently we figured out that we've been carrying a the same kind of demons in our life all along and we've been feeling lonely and isolated about the, about it about our own demons and we didn't, like we've been ashamed of our own demons all this while and we had no one to share about it until now um it's 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 crazy how and it makes me wonder it makes us both of us wonder like how many people have been feeling the same way like we were and not be having anybody to share it with and not be having anybody to resonate that for yes, them. Yes, and it's, I, and isn't it like, it has to be obvious that like, yes, we all have a similar brains. We are all, we all grew up in very similar circumstances. We all, we probably have dysfunctional relationship with parents. A lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of us do. So it, it has to be kind of obvious that we all are going through the similar problems, but our human tendency, our brains are so screwed up that we have to think that we are the only persons in this entire world uh, who is feeling this way. Like, why? <laughs> 
it's a strange phenomenon for sure. It's a psychological thing that we feel like we are, you know, it's like it it like it's like how it's so obvious there has to be some sort of alien because there's like millions and millions and millions of planets and solar systems and everything in this universe. There has to be other other like other life forms. But why do we have this question? Oh, are we alone? Ooh, no, you're not mm-hmm. alone. <laughs> you have, obviously there are life forms outside out there. Okay. Yeah. So this is a human behavior. I feel like. Yeah. We tend to spend majority of our lives in the sheltered space of our own brains where nobody else is talking to us hopefully (laughs) nobody else hopefully there's nobody else talking to you inside your brain okay but even then we get so caught up in our own space of thinking that oftentimes we tend to believe that whatever we are experiencing it's specific and contained only to us. And we don't ever, we only look at projections of other people. That's that's the one part that actually makes me believe in a simulation re- reality as opposed to, you know, the theory about existence as a simulation as opposed to an actual existence. Um, okay. I don't know if you believe that. Anyway. I don't believe that, but I've... I've I don't believe that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone projects a version of themselves on the surface. Okay. And so when you look at their surface projections, you're like, oh, this person is doing so great in their lives. Of course, they're not going through what I'm going through because I'm experiencing all of me, but only a version of other people. Right. You know? So right. so what and what we actually ended up talking about was when we were in our grad school, I came into it with this idea that somehow I came from a very, very small university from my undergrad in India. So I was like, I, of course, don't have the educational background to belong to such a prestigious university for my grad school. And it felt like somehow they must have not judged my application correctly or that Somehow I overstated the <laughs> scope of my undergrad research. So now they they must think that I did more than I did, which is why I'm here, because everyone else deserves to be here except for me. So it's like I was constantly second guessing my worth and my place in that university. And it was like I was always on the back foot. I was always trying to catch up to all these other people who seem to be doing just great in their lives. For whatever reason, whatever they were projecting, they were always on top of their homeworks. They were always completing all their homeworks before deadlines. And they were always getting perfect scores. That's what I was seeing. That's the projection I saw from everyone else. So I started internalizing this uh, this emotion of not being smart enough, not being capable enough and not being deserving of being a part of such a prestigious university. And one of the things that came out of that insecurity, because these things aren't isolated, everything has a consequence. I ended, and we've all heard about people saying we, we accept the love we think we deserve. So I ended up seeking a partner 
who was kind of the smartest person in the batch because he was going to protect me in this insecure space. He was going to help me through it. And what ended up happening was he kept reinforcing this insecurity in me. This person, let's call him Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. We're just going to give him a celebrity nickname. You know, you can infer what that means by yourself. Right? That is a reason for it. But uh, we don't want to get into that reason. But we're just yeah. going to decide we decided we'll be giving celebrity names from now on. Now on. Yeah. So this person was very smart, very capable. He was one person who did not definitely did not think that he was not as smart as other people. He definitely knew he was smart enough and smarter than other people. He also had insecurities though, but his insecurities were in a whole other space. Okay. So, and I did not actually have insecurity in that space at that time, at least. Um, So we ended up getting very quickly into a relationship with each other and I was relying on him to support me through my bad times when I was not feeling smart enough at at my grad school mm-hmm. and he because of his own insecurities that maybe he was not good enough for me as a person or maybe he did not have enough dating experience before me he probably got insecure about losing me. So he used my insecurities against me as a weapon to keep me tied to him. So he wanted me to feel bad so that I would not leave him because he was insecure about maybe that part in life. So he told me constantly over and over, over years that I was stupid. He said that to me to my face. He said that to me in front of his friends. He said that and asserted that I was not doing anything right in the world, including ordering off of a menu. Wow. It was not eating correctly. Like He was like, oh, you don't even know how to eat properly. And I was just like... It's like you're not refuting it too. So it's like it gives him all the more reason to say yeah. it even more. Yeah. And it's also this this is confirmation bias in us. Oh, it's like, oh, this is you you assumed that you're already insecure, you're already bad at this, and you yeah. think that's the truth. And one if this guy is saying the same thing, so yeah, so it both of these match. So yeah. it has gotta be true, you know? And Obviously, I'm not a confrontational person. and There was enough confrontation in that entire relationship that I wasn't going to pursue the smaller topics as well. So I was constantly absorbing because I had no source of positive reinforcement, right? I'm Indian. Yeah, I'm actually curious. Would you be actually be interested or attracted to someone who was giving you positive reinforcement? compliments because sometimes no, I am not of- I'm not I know this I don't like that at all uh, but that's <laughs> also part of being Indian it's like my mom never told me that I was doing something right you know so what do you expect then like if the guy says something bad I have thought about this recently only I want somebody to make space for my emotions without judgment it's okay 
And I myself understand that what I'm feeling might not necessarily mean it's true, but it's okay to feel what I'm feeling. Sure. So I'm, I want somebody who can manage their own lives to an extent and I can manage my own life to an extent. But, but when what we if, come together... What if, what if there's a guy who actually thinks you're smart and you're he's complimenting on... Because he thinks you're smart. He compl- I, He's complimenting you on your intelligence. Would I, you be not okay with that? I'm okay with whatever people want to express, right? I'm not going to stand in anyone's way when they're expressing themselves. But I don't absorb it. No, my question is, would you be attracted to that kind of person? Um, I think that it's a very small thing to be attracted to. No, my, my, okay. no, my, my point is that sometimes you get attracted to talk. Some people get attracted to toxic oh, okay. relationships because, because you feel insecure one in, in something about yourself. If some other guy uh, uses that against you, um yeah. to get close to you you know yeah. like that might be attractive to you because oh my god he sees my insecurity and he he thinks the same way i'm thinking about myself yeah um i don't want that anymore i don't think i can handle that anymore or will allow that anymore i think that i may have been that person when i was a lot younger I think having talked to you, having been through so many, having analyzed that one relationship so, so much, I know that now I am okay with thinking that I'm not good enough, but I'm not okay with somebody telling me that I'm not good enough. You know, I want to eventually get to a place where I'm able to see myself as a whole instead of pieces and parts of me. But I, I don't, I would never al- allow somebody to exploit my insecurities in that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't think I would. But what if they make an objective observation about you, like a negative way? Um, I would accept that as well. And I would analyze it for myself, separate from that person. I would look at, I would say that that's... You don't want to be controlled by others' uh, judgments, basically. I, I don't want to be controlled. I'm okay because we've talked so much about mental health and acceptance. And I, I want to, like I'm saying, like as much as I want them to create a space for me to exist as a whole individual emotionally... I'm creating that space for them to exist as well. So if they need feel the need to express that they think that this is something that I may not be doing well, if they don't come at it from a wrong point of view where they're like, oh, why this is so wrong about you and I don't like this and you should fix this. But coming at it like, look, you are great in yourself, but here is one thing that maybe you can think more about. Hmm. There is ways of saying this. So I'm looking for somebody who's self-aware enough hmm. that they can express themselves hmm. correctly as well. Hmm. Just like a, it's a respect thing, I think. Yeah, for me, respect has become the biggest reason for picking or not picking somebody. Right. Yeah. So this guy was totally disrespectful. 
I agree. I totally agree with that. I was just challenging challenging you on your side of that relationship, but yeah. I agree that he was totally like. If you are even if you're feeling shitty, shitty about yourself, a good partner would be like, no, yeah. no, you are you you are actually good at this, or you are no, I don't I don't see it that way, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was baffled when I when we um, talked about this insecurity a while ago, and I was like, I felt exactly the same way as you did. Uh, when I time, at the same time, you and I were both feeling this way, but totally separately. Yeah, separately for sure. We were talking about we were talking about other things and like uh, having mm-hmm. fun and everything, drinking alcohol and all that kind of stuff, but. we were suffering inside it's like yeah as we age as we grow older we are getting a lot more comfortable talking about our own insecurities and problems but yeah. i still that's probably a lot more hiding underneath who knows that we yeah. we ourselves haven't even figured out yet yeah and like for when we are like hitting 40 like 10 years down the road we might be talking about those <laughs> insecurities too that we don't even know uh, that we have right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what was your insecurity manifesting as at the time yeah so it's funny funny story like when i was in in india when when, when i was with my boyfriend like four years together at the point and we were uh, giving gres applying to colleges and universities my parents had no clue because like I was getting all the help from my ex-boyfriend at the, uh, by boyfriend at the time and we were applying with two other another couple was also applying to all the colleges that we were also applying to and okay half of my anxiety and insecurity and shame all come from actual data which I've accepted it okay I'll tell you what the data is and you tell me if it is legit or not but like some of it is just like manufactured and i've just uh made things worse for myself <laughs> but like yes my boyfriend yeah, i i still feel a little guilty about it to be honest i should have taken ownership about my own education and um my career but i let my boyfriend do everything for me uh, he helped tremendously with the sop and sop as well the straight the the essay that we have to write to apply to universities and he didn't get into this he got he had better gpa than me he worked like 99% on that project i was just like listed in that research paper as like as one of the other uh, applicants like the participants in that uh, paper he did like the 99% of the work uh sure i got my own i earned my gpa and everything i like the other projects that were in my uh you know my essay were all done by me but this is a snagging feeling that oh it's because of this that i got into the university or it's because i'm a female that i got into the university because the data does show that he had better gpa than me he had better projects than me he didn't get in but i got in we applied um he had he had even probably even had better sop than me and then the other couple that was applying along with the, along with us the guy did not get in the girl got in who was the girl but he didn't she didn't uh, end up sure. she wanted to be with her boyfriend so she saying uh, oh, i was the braver one yeah. <laughs> actually i have a lot of thoughts around that too but we, but continue yeah yeah but like 
the the name was that she went to carnegie mellon but it was just like a shitty course like a dummy course it's not like masters in computer science it was just yeah. like some dummy course but yeah. that guy got into masters in computer science in uh, which is the nice college in uh, nice course in um, mm-hmm. best you know one of the best universities she wanted to be with him so she tagged along with him but i was the brave one and uh, even though i got into uh, you know, a course in the same university as my boyfriend i didn't i wanted obviously it's an easy easy pick for me <laughs> obviously it's the ivy league right mm-hmm. and but just the data at that time it was very clear that these universities were uh, favoring women to men which is totally understandable i this i don't know if i totally agree with that it's a diversity it's a diversity thing though which is understandable i think our batch had a very high percentage of females anyway so right. so i think the issue might not have been gender as much as your story is so unique like your specific story of where you were born um how you have always inspected your life uh even right. when you were a kid i think that those things that make you you are in itself so unique that if they were a part of your sop I think that you would have deserved to be there because of that SOP because of your story because of where you're from that in itself is a diverse uh experience right that's unique to you sure but like I didn't write that maybe like I didn't write everything from my heart I just had to, I wrote the SOP because I had to but maybe I saw something in it I don't know but like it's not just me it's that couple another couple who applied the guy didn't get in the girl garden so it's like huh maybe it's a diversity thing it could be but, you know even if it is right even if it is it's yeah. okay i've accepted it but it's let's like, also be real the situation of women in india makes the stories much more compelling yes i understand yes i understand that but at that time like i i got into uh, my undergrad university which is like a number one university in my state with muslim quota which i actually don't mind i'm not ashamed about that at all because uh, muslim girls are not educated enough yeah. uh, even muslim men like muslim families are just they just don't give priority to education yeah. uh, so it you even if you see all the top uh, companies all the indians in the top companies it's like 90% brahmins if you look at the uh apart i i got my parents an apartment in a nice uh, apartment complex with like six, 600 families 80% of them were just uh you apart from my uh, parents like it was just like one other or two other muslim uh, fa- owners when you look at I, the owner i totally understand that like 80% 70% are brahmin so that that um you know imbalance is still very pronounced yeah. in india so you need to kind of kind of have the quota system yeah. and i understand the diversity logic here too I, i i fully understand that but at that time i felt ashamed that i didn't deserve to be in that university just because uh my boyfriend helped with everything it was so bizarre to my parents that the day i got the acceptance letter acceptance letter which was on april fool's day my parents literally thought it was an april fool's joke my parents was like I, they were laughing at it then mm. they was like no this is true <laughs> i really got him now i have to figure out how to get a loan they were like are you kidding me we are not sending you they were doing this drama for so many months like 
I, it, it took me one other one of the relative to convince my parents to actually send me. They were in the US too. So they were like, oh my God, you have to leap at this opportunity. This is an Ivy League. Mm-hmm. And then they d- did whatever they can to fund my education. But uh, yeah, so the, 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 the place where I was coming from, again, like I was so dependent on my ex-boyfriend and I was coming from a family who was not... Pr- they were not prioritizing education as much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they were pretty prioritizing education, but they were just scared about the fact that they have to send the only girl child they have to a foreign country. And they have to, the fact that they have to spend all their life savings on that too. So yeah. um, they were, they never had anyone in our family, seen anyone in our family do this. Yeah. So they were scared about that, which is totally understandable. Yeah. So coming from that kind of background, I was like, I felt like I was an alien. I didn't belong. None of my peers in in the grad school spoke the same language as me. They were all speaking in Hindi. And I felt so out of place. So out of place. <laughs> and my GPA was tanking too. Like some okay. courses I would, it's, it's interesting. Some courses I would, I would like somehow get into the flow of things and like excel. I would be like, a plus, A plus, and the, all the other courses were like, <laughs> like my, my overall, it took a hit to my overall GPA too. So, but I somehow graduated. Oh. <laughs> so can you believe that I was also feeling the same emotion about the GPA thing too? Right. Like, I was just like, oh, I have the worst. I have to be the bottom of the class. I literally believe that I was bottom of the class till thank, now. Thank God they don't do shit like they do in india where they like read out your like like display all your gpa on the board all <laughs> <laughs> out your names with the marks <laughs> i mean like come on oh my god it's like it's the same it's same feeling as getting hung in a public forum you know like like uh, being sentenced to death it's like it yeah. it feels exactly the same way in your body i mean come on <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, if anybody were to compare my undergrad GPA with my grad GPA, they'd be like two entirely different human beings. Oh, my undergrad GPA was also really low, by the way. Uh, yeah, my undergrad. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I had low GPA. Like, for somehow, some reason, they saw something in my SOP. I don't know what it is. I'm still curious about it. But at that time, I was so sorry. I think the research paper is a big deal, though. Yeah, which is not mine, though. <laughs> My name was. Yeah, I can though. understand it not being yours, and that's where my insecurities have always come from, too, because of yeah, how like, easy and okay it was in India. But we have to also understand we never had the resources, even when we were studying at top universities, to be able to have done that research by ourselves. I feel like. Nobody in my batch was actually at my university, at least. Even the teachers, they did not know what research to focus on. It was all, uh, yeah. Yeah, now, like, now I don't give uh, any uh, flying fuck about any of this. Even it had been pure luck that I got into the university, which which could very well be true. I don't care. I I got lucky, maybe. Sure, why not? You yeah. know, like I got lucky and I'm here where I am because I got lucky. Sure. Yeah. Or maybe they saw something in me. And yeah. I know I'm a smart person. Maybe my GPA doesn't prove that, but I can navigate 
uh, my actual life problems i have figured out uh, how my mind works i've i've i i i feel like i can i have the skills necessary to get through life and i yeah. think at the end of the day that's what that's all that matters yeah i think for both of us getting away from that environment that we were in in india was so 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 critical it was we were so constantly critical. blaming ourselves for everything yeah. feeling like we were nothing like insignificant when out we get low marks our life was out of control like we were not the controlling features in our lives at all always looking at others to say <sighs> like we were letting others define who we were always 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 we were responding never we were always reactive we were living a very reactive life this was the first proactive thing i ever did in my life in a way not first but like it was a big proactive thing that i tried to take control of where my life was going to go you know hmm and it's okay if you even didn't do that but somehow you got right. that opportunity right even if you're struggling yeah. even if i am yeah. struggling right now uh, like just if even if it even if uh, maybe deep inside it matters to you which it matters to a lot of people that you have yeah. to achieve something in life to feel good about yourself sure you're still among the top creamy layer yeah think about that like you're still you still went to i navy league you, yeah doesn't matter if you deserved or didn't deserve like yeah. you still went to navy league you still graduated yeah it, that's a big achievement yeah and also it's a it's such a th- interesting concept too like we were so focused on how we got there or why we got there or how we didn't deserve to be there that i sometimes even think like if i could have put those thoughts and feelings aside and just enjoyed being where i was exactly I had, yeah that's what i'm trying to do with my life too i'm trying to enjoy like if i were to die tomorrow Yeah. would i would i be happy with the way i am right now i i would be and i want to be too yeah. you know that's why i don't want to be i want to live in my present all the time and not think about oh no shit i should have done that oh shit i'm not this way i'm not that way all these little moments like mm-hmm. enjoying my salmon talking to my parents every day uh enjoying the last few years um savoring their moments like all this is very important to me you know <laughs> what like yes it is natural for bodies I, to grow old and decay and I die know. at some point i know yes <laughs> you might not want to admit that but i think it's beautiful that that's nature and that's what makes it beautiful and that's what make these makes these last few moments like like these years last few years very precious and valuable and i would want to enjoy all that Yeah. yeah i could you know i who knows i could go i could die before they died you know so like anything is possible yeah. uh anyway so like when you think about that bigger picture like these insecurities you know it's it's okay it's okay i yeah. insecurities are part of life actually but yeah. what is what what can be really hindering to life is oh, oh no i have this insecurity so i am wrong i am i am the mistake yeah and the reason why we are even bringing this old digging this old story up is because 
it's not a thing that just happens once. It's something that happens to all of us through all of our lives. Maybe the insecurity changes if you're lucky, you get over your insecurity or that same insecurity keeps compounding and disrupting your life because oftentimes we don't know how much we're standing in our own way, how much we're disrupting in our own lives. So, and the biggest thing is, like Rashida already called out, the introspection it takes to first admit to yourself that this is an insecurity that other people can exploit and then accepting and acknowledging it and then helping others through it or connecting with others through it. So we all don't feel so lonely with each other. Mm. And a lot of times when we are younger, specifically, a lot of our friends are going through the same things, but we are, none of us are able to actually talk about any of the deeper things. We all stay on the surface with each other. So that's it for our main topic. And let's move on to the next lighter segment that we call, because today Rashida and I are going to discuss something that we've both somehow been captivated as, along with a lot of other people in America, as, um, the Gabby Petito murder case. Yes. Although, like, I want to highlight before even like starting talking to about talking about Gabby Petito, I just want to have there are so many other people also missing, yeah. but for some reason people seem to be connected with this uh, girl, yeah. which is, uh, I mean, uh, it's human tendency to worry more about uh, people who are probably similar to you or you. Who who you find uh, to be more enduring, but there are also so many other black and brown immigrants, uh, minorities, indigenous people. Yeah, so I think yeah, we need to throw some light on that as well. But this Gabby Petito case, dang, what an interesting unrolling of events. It's like from this girl like is a drama like, show it's like i i stopped drama. watching my netflix tv shows <laughs> and i started watching <laughs> following <laughs> and it's like a lot more entertaining to be honest so what was well, the most interesting part like how, how did this let's give context to our listeners about what the story actually is well this girl suddenly um gone was uh, reported missing and all these new videos started coming up that she and this other boyfriend, boyfriend, uh, actually fiance or married, I think husband, husband of hers. Not they got married family. recently. No. Okay. But they were together for three years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, but they were like 22, 23 and they were going on a road trip. Um, and in one of like, I think they were already on the road for like a month or so. I don't, I don't remember that, but uh, someone called 911 saying this guy was slapping this girl and and another caller also found something weird about the couple but but uh and then so the police uh, and the police also noticed uh that their van uh hitting the curb on the road in Utah or something like that but I, it was not clear to me whether the they knew about the 911 caller or not but i i don't think they did so the way I understand it is this girl was uh, a travel blogger and right. she was on this cross country 
off-roading, like off the grid road trip with her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, who's going to come up in the story in the future as well. And it was reported that this girl was missing uh, after she failed to update her uh, like regular Instagrams or whatever. And then it was reported that Brian Laundrie was actually back at his uh, parents' house and somehow this girl wasn't there. And so police started looking for this girl because this man came back without this girl. Sure. Yeah. And once the police started looking into it is when all the other evidence started coming in. Ah, okay. Uh Uh-huh. So it was not actually public when uh, these body cam videos start. Only after she was reported missing that it became yeah. a popular story. Yeah, um, yeah, it, and it was actually Gabby's van that Brian brought back, and yeah. he wasn't talking to anyone at that point, right? Yeah, but and like, he, yeah, but he came back too. Anyway, there were two nine one one reports that there was some abuse going on, mm-hmm. uh, where the abuser was the guy. Yeah, and and, and and the police also noticed them hitting a curb. But at that point, I wasn't sure that the police knew about the nine one one calls or not. But they didn't, then, yeah, but they did an extensive uh, investigation on uh, on the road, uh, uh, like why are you driving this way? And they they asked about the relationship and what is going on, and they noticed all the marks, and they actually filed a report against the girl which is the funny thing yeah uh that she was the abuser because yeah. apparently brian had marks on his face and arms like nail yeah. marks and she did not and she was constantly blaming her so like oh my god i have anxiety i did this he's a nice guy he yeah. i was just like doing just yeah. i was punching him and yeah. i because i was punching him he hit the curb and she was blaming herself constantly yeah and I totally got the Chris Watts bi- vibes from Brian. Chris Watts oh, is like Colorado, mud, like this very cheerful, charming husband killed his wife and two little girls. Uh, they was happy couple on social media. You should totally watch Chris Watts story. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. Guilty. It's like crazy because he's also like, oh my God, I miss my wife. I don't know where she is. She's missing. Yeah. This guy killed both of these people and buried them in an oil tanker. Anyway, yeah. The reason why this story is so interesting to me is because of all these psychological things that we theorize and talk about. And then there is this national story in which you get to see so much evidence of this kind of behavior about like how he was gaslighting her, how she was so under his influence and how she was always feeling. Okay, these are just allegations. So we don't know. It's all the uh, internet, internet police that's doing all this kind of uh, analysis. Yeah. Uh, But like, uh, like um, allegedly, allegedly the, guy killed the girl because yeah. the, her body was found yeah again like there's so many twists and turns here like yeah. uh he's like a traveler he's missing he's missing now do you think brian laundry killed her Ooh, asking the right questions <laughs> i don't know i think i think he did he has I to he has too. to have right yeah i think so too i think he had and obviously the relationship experience colors it too but i feel like they had 
enough abusive relationship that he might either have had a temper situation already or he right. snapped at her for whatever reason or it was an That's accident true. even like oh, i'm really curious how that homicide uh, what happened did he shoot yeah. her what happened there did they, like, did they find a reason they, they did not they haven't they haven't i still don't think they told talked about that in the news yet there are so many sociopaths which who can really turn up the charm when it comes to it that makes it so hard that it, that makes it so com- that makes the victim feel so helpless because it's like nobody's going to believe me when i tell them because this person seems so nice when they I, people yeah here's a thought experiment right if all the police officers were that was this one lady police officer there but overwhelming like majority of the police officers were women would this have happened i think it's not about gender as much as education about these psychological manipulations psychological issues no but like there's something to do with gender too because the, the police of the, the the two police male police officers were able to relate to the guy and they kept talking about oh my i i've been in a marriage too yeah, and my wife my, my wife had a lot of anxiety problems too it's okay it happens you know i get i get i get you i understand totally i understand you yeah like, they related to the guy yeah a woman would, would not have done that I think that's conjecture so I don't want to get into that dynamic as a question yet because we don't know how a woman would have reacted because a lot of times women can sometimes totally no, like, alienate other women too Sure I'm I'm just saying it's easy to relate to like I can I can see how she was being gaslit but that guy was not able to see that Yeah but also like we are seeing it from the lens of the after story too right so our own opinions could be very colored too because this girl is sitting there saying oh my god i scratched him i was punching him i i did this so there is that story that they're seeing too right to them mm-hmm. it, they had incomplete information we are seeing it in hindsight with the lens of what eventually happened mm-hmm. so i don't know necessarily what could have been done but providing mental health resources is the biggest thing we can do for humanity right now in my opinion just making uh therapy a mandatory part of your school my god so needed so needed in schools i feel like if people had the general information around what constitutes emotional abuse how to identify it how to identify when you're being gaslit uh how to not do it to other people boundaries like some expression how to say handling. no yeah yeah if you're not if you're feeling uncomfortable it's okay to say no kids yeah. should especially learn that yeah very true so so all these things are so important for every uh for the future generations in my opinion so anyway that was our segment on gabby petito murder case it's still an ongoing investigation so if you're all very curious about our take on it we can keep you updated Yep. So that's it for today guys. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh subscribe um I mean like subscribe to all our platforms, Apple Podcasts. Um please like, comment our posts on Instagram, give us feedback. We'd very much appreciate it. That's it.